0: Give me some background on here, excuse me, Genesis chapter 21, dealing with Abraham, and we'll be going on over in chapter two twenty-two, where it goes on into how Abraham was instructed to offer up his son, his only son, Isaac that was born and birth of the promise. But first, we've got to understand here that verse 22 in verse chapter 21, verse 22, we see here that Abimelech, which is the king of Jeroth, you know, he and Abraham had a unique relationship. Because Abimelech was the one that that almost got involved, I believe, with Abraham's wife Sarah when Abraham said that, told Sarah to tell him that you're my sister. To keep the men from killing him because Sarah was a Fine laid in. He was a danger to him. So as we go on into here we see that in verse twenty two that it came to pass at that time that Abimelech, which means father of the king, and Phicol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou. Do it. Even Abimelech, who is the king of Gerar, and we remember that Gerar means the place of famine. Even the king of famine realizes and identifies and is able to identify with Abraham, which means the father of the multitude of faith. You know, that which is causing a famine to rule in people's lives, it knows and it respects faith. That's why the rulers that cause the famine to come forth in us attempts hard not to allow us to know what faith can do in our lives. If you ever notice, every time you begin to exert faith, there's always something that tries to pull you away from your faith. Because Abimelech feared Abraham. The king of that which causes the famine in your life feared. Your faith don't want you to exercise your faith it fears, but once it knows that you know who you are in your faith, then it comes and it makes a covenant with you so it goes on, and we see here where abraham's the the servants of Abimelech they began to violently, the Bible says, attack the servants of Abraham and take Abraham's well from him. We all know that that well represents where your blessings are. And that's what the servants of the family will do in your life. It will fight violently to take your blessings. It's going to come at you in many different ways. It will fight. They will fight you. Verse thirty-two of chapter twenty-one goes on and it says, Thus they made. But if you see up here in verse twenty five, it says that Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And, and and that's what those servants in us that love those things of the world it continues to steal from us and cause us to be in a famine all the time, always in a place of need, always in a place of want, when it really doesn't have to be that way, but it seems these things in us that keep violently taking the blessings that your faith in God has procured for you. I said it violently takes it. According to this word here, but now remember now, the servant told the what he did this. It wasn't King Abimelech because Abimelech said, look, I'm not, I, I didn't know nothing about this. If you go on down to me and you read that. Because you see, Abimelech has realized that faith is more powerful than he is. So he makes a covenant down here in verse 32. He said, thus they made a covenant. And they made it at Beersheba. Which means, the land where God can see you, it's the well of an oath, Beersheba. That's what it means, it's the place where we make an oath at. So they make an oath here. Thus, they made a covenant, the covenant is an oath, right? A covenant is an agreement, people. A contract, an oath. Then Abimelech rose up and Phicol, which means the mouth of all, the chief captain of his home, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. That's what he did. And Abraham planted a grove in where? Beersheba, that place where he made that covenant with Abimelech. And called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting Father. But Abraham did something that's going to cause him some problems. See, Abraham was a man that was prone to mistakes, just like anybody else. I recall when Abraham was first called, his name was Abram, and he was going and he was setting up altars everywhere God would take him. And then all of a sudden, he started going beyond the realm where God was taking him. And he started going back south toward Egypt, which is the land of Monday. And he stopped setting up altars to God. And guess what? He wound up in a place of famine. That's what he did. So Abraham is about to make some mistakes here again. But God's going to correct it because God is always good to us. The Bible says after he made that covenant in verse 34 that Abraham, which is your faith, he's the father of the multitude of faith, Abraham, look where he sojourned that in the Philistines' land many days. The Philistines is that land of carnality in us because Philistine means those that's rolling in the dust. And we are made from the dust of the ground. And those of us who are carnal and continue to be carnal and love rolling in our flesh, Is here that Abraham, sometimes our faith gets caught up down off in that for many days, don't it? Sometimes it does. So the Bible goes on here and it says Abraham sojourned in the Philistines' land for many days. And see, that's what happened. But our faith begins to lower its standard. And we began to make concessions. And we began to allow ourselves to do and become things that we know we shouldn't but we do anyway. Verse, chapter 22, verse 1 says, And it came to pass after these things, after what things? After they made that covenant, Abraham. After Abraham made that covenant, and at, at Beersheba, where he made an oath to the Lord, it's that place where God sees us. He, 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 he made that oath there. But then he went down to the flesh, to the land of the Philistines, and he stayed down there many days. And how many of y'all know that God will do an assessment in your life, and God will call a situation to occur that were cause hard decisions to be made. They have to be made. So it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, the Bible says here. Remember, the Lord didn't tempt man. According to the book of James. He says here that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, I am here. Well, James is trying to clarify the fact that God does not tempt man. He really does You see, that's why you have to know the original understanding of the word. Because when they go down and they break this thing down, they, you lose the value of the word. You see, that word tip there means to make an assessment. It doesn't mean the same thing that James was talking
1: about.
0: You see, you really got to know what that is and what that is because you got to research those meanings. Well, you can understand what God is saying here may not be there. The Bible says Job was a perfect man, the Bible says Jesus was a perfect man. Perfect over here being perfect with Jesus, perfect over here with Job being mature. Same word, different meaning. So, God. He makes an assessment of Abraham here. You see, that's what God does. See, when we make an oath, it's God. And, and God, he sees where we are. He sees it. He sees it. And what God does is, he sees where we go with our sins. So God begins to make an assessment of you and your faith in him. He begins to assess your life in him. Where's your faith, Abraham? Why have you made a covenant with me, an oath with me, but you dwelling down here in the land of the Philistines? I'm making an assessment. Assessment of your life, Abraham. And I'm in the midst of this assessment, I'm I'm gonna challenge you to do some things so that I can see just how much you really care about me. Because you made it up to me. And now that you've made that up to me, I'm really wanting to see what You're gonna do about it. Go to Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter. I'm gonna show you something about making oaths to God. That's not to make it. And to make it and not keep it. Ecclesiastes five, verse four and five. Verse four and five. Are we there? The Bible says when thou bowest, they bow unto God. That's what he did. He made an oath. You make a covenant, you make a vow unto God. He said, defer not to pay it. In other words, don't backslide. Don't make a vow to God and say you're going to do something and then back out on it. Look here. For he had no pleasure in what? Call a, call a person to do that a fool. That's he said, I'm looking at it. Put your bow to <laughs> Why call them a fool? Because they made a vow and gave him it. He said, "Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay." See, Abraham made a bad mistake here. But well, God gave him a chance to correct it. He passed the test afterwards. To see the mistake that Abraham made is that he made a vow to God. At the well of old, then he went on down here to the Philistines in the land of carnality. You know how we do. You know how we say, oh, Lord, I just love you, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. First of the year, everybody made a revolution. Two weeks later, they forgot about the revolution. The same thing, only you making it not to yourself, but you made it to God. Now you're not forgot about what you see. But God had it. How God takes making vows very seriously. He just called him a fool, didn't he? So God says, take, and we see here that he tells, verse 2, he says, God says to him and he said, Take now thy son, talking to faith, Abraham, the father of the multitude of the nations of faith, that's him, Abraham, we'll just designate him as being faith. He said, Faith, I want you to take that thing that builds you, your son. Mm -hmm. Won't you take it? Thine only son, who called it by his name, didn't he? What's his name? It means joy. I want you to take your only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. Mm hmm. And get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. A lot of knowledge right there. First of all, I didn't mean joy. He tells the Abraham, I want you to take your only son, your only builder, whose name is joy. And Nehemiah 18 said that the joy of the Lord is your strength, Right? Now, he's telling Abraham that I want you to kill the joy in you. If the joy in you is killed, what's going to happen? You ain't going to have no strength because the joy of the Lord, that's why so many weak Christians, Mm -hmm. they don't have no joy. Mm -hmm. You take joy out of it, you ain't going to have no strength in God. Mm -hmm. See, you've got to have joy, not happiness, but joy because Happiness is one thing, but joy comes from God. That's the spirit. So he tells, he, he tells Abraham. He said, Abraham, I want you to kill joy in your life. Cause Abraham, I went down there, messed around in the Philistines, wrote in the dust, You know how we do that. And he said, I want you to get me into the land of Moriah. The land of Moriah is the land where God can see you. God won't see you. you see what I'm saying? Now, he won't see And He done told you what he wants you to do. Now, he said, I want you to get to the land of Moriah, because Moriah means where God can see you. I want to see whether you're going to do it or not. So I want you to get in that place where I can see just exactly what you're going to do. Hard decision, isn't it? It's Not an easy decision here. And I'm, it's, it's not an easy decision because if somebody asks hey, you to do that to your child, you want to kill him. But God asked Abraham. And Abraham was ready to do it. That took a lot of faith. Amen. But that's how much he trusted God. Over his son, because he knows that, hey, okay, the Lord, it belongs to God anyway. It don't belong to you. You know, we get all tore up about things, you know, that don't even belong to
1: us. You know what I'm
0: saying? It belongs to God. And God can do whatever he wants to, whatever it is
1: that
0: he created, because it's all he But we love to take possessions of stuff. You know, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. No, it's not. You tripped. You just could It don't belong to you. Your, our own life don't even belong to us. But all of a sudden, you know, you got people talking about, man, I own this land and all that. You don't own nothing. You
1: don't?
0: You don't even own a car, you know it's paid for Stop paying your taxes on you know. it. You don't own nothing. Don't don't even fool yourself. You'll never own nothing. Everything we got is borrowed and to us by God. You can buy up the whole world, but what good will it do you to gain it and lose your soul? I'm talking about I own this and I own You don't own nothing. You're here. To even think you own something, you own nothing. Everything is given as a loan to us said, I oh, want to offer joy him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which i will going you. see. He didn't tell Abraham which mountain, which means which place in the heights of him, that he wanted him to sacrifice joy. He wanted him to make a burnt offering. That means that he wanted to allow joy to ascend into The mountain where God would show Abraham he wanted him to ascend to. So it really wasn't a bad thing that he was asking. It just looked bad in the natural. But in the spirit realm, it's totally different. It's it's the opposite. He said, I I, want to show you this. And I want to show it to you. But I'm going to show you where the mountain is. When I get ready. Or when you're ready for it. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. See, faith got to rise up early in the breakthrough. See, we're in a breakthrough right now. We got to rise up to it early, or 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 you'll lose it. You see, that's why if you know if you if you don't ever learn if you can't learn what I'm saying, maybe you just need to watch Doc Man. Just watch it. If you if you can't hear what I'm saying, then watch it. And you'll see that I move quick. When God say go, I'm there. That's how you get it. You can sit there and on only if you want to and be scared and now when God move, I move. I don't wait for nobody to move with me. I just do it. Abraham rose up early in the morning. And he saddled his ass. Now that word is again. That word offends some people as religious. You see, that word "saddle" there means that he wrapped up something to heal himself. He wrapped up his ass. Saddled him up. Because that word ass there means that he's been wounded and done raiding. That's what it means. It actually means done red. You know what done red means? You, you get on a, a mule without a saddle and ride it. And you'll see what done red is. And you'll see why you need a saddle to heal it. So Abraham, you see, he got up early. Because see, he was down there, and the Philistines rolling in the dust, and they done done red him. Mm. Yeah, they wore that butt out. We all can attest to this. and you all know. So he saddled up his ass, and he took two of his young men with him. That's covenant being made. And Isaac, his son, took joy with him. And he claimed the wood for the burnt offering. The wood means the strength. That word wood means strength. And he rose up. And he went unto the place of which God had told him. He didn't go where he wanted to go, like about a lot of us do. I don't want to go there. God told you to go here, but I don't want to go there. Because I don't like what's being said. So you go over yonder. So your life don't get no better. Am I talking to anybody? Y'all know how it is. Because we. Do it get any better? You go right back. See, see, what we don't understand about God is, is that it takes some stepping to get blessed by God. You just go, it ain't automatic. It ain't automatic. You got to pass the test to your son. That's what he told Abraham to do. In other words, get that joy up that you got. You other know what, trust me, dude. Sacrifice it up to me. Same thing with them $2 you'd be holding on to. Trust God with it. It can't do you no good no way. Can it? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Give up what you like the most. What you think you need the most. Give that up to God and God. Because notice now, he said, I want you to go to the land of Mount Moriah. I want to see. I want to see. And God be checking us out. We be in Moriah, the land of Moriah, every time we come up in here, every time we breathe in the land of Moriah. And God is seeing what we're doing. And if it ain't working, then you're not doing something like it. But if it is working, keep going and get better at it. Keep better at it. Always put yourself around people that's going to challenge you. If you're around people who ain't going nowhere, hear me, good. You ain't going nowhere You've got to get around people who want to go somewhere. Because the only people you ever see your pastor hang around is people that got more than what he got. I'm trying to show you how to get there. I ain't doing no more sewing in concrete. Fooling with folk that don't want to go nowhere. I ain't doing that. Because they'll drag you down. You struggling, trying to get yourself together, and here they come. Trying to take what little struggle you're gonna you, oh God will somebody help me? He rose up. And verse four say, Then on the third day there's a resurrection, right? And it's the third day because it's required on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and then he saw the place afar off. No, it's not. He couldn't see the mountain until he was resurrected to see it. See, you can't see what God got for you until you lift up your eyes. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say, in order for you to see what God has for you, you've got to be around people that's going to challenge you. People that will challenge you will push you upward if you can stand the test. God is going to give it to you if you can't stand past the test. You've got to pass the test. And in order to pass the test, you've got to have a teacher that's going to challenge you. That's going to challenge you. you got to. Verse 5 says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the root. In other words, leave your soul ass behind, cause it can't go where men joy going. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't that what that word is saying? Didn't it say leave instead of here? You. you see, too many times we want to take our little soul behind our world pain. don't nobody love me, and take it up there and probably by sending up the door of it, my God. Abraham says, y- y'all stay back here while me and the lad go over yonder and worship. That's what he said. You can take something with you into worship. You can't take some people with you into worship. And I ain't going to tell you where else you can't take some people because you ought to know that right now. Sure. We keep selling ourselves out cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. We serve an expensive God. He demands a lot. But he gives a lot too. He'll us will. He'll show his elements. He'll give it to you man? I wish I could take. it. But I wish. I just wish. I wish because I want you to know what God can do because the same thing He do for me, he'll do for you. But you wouldn't be able to handle it. So I have to grieve within myself to have to hide so much of God because people don't understand that if they would let go and let go, what God will do, what God will do, the Bible says here in verse 5, and Abraham said to the young men, abide ye here with the ass, stay here with your soul behind, and I and the lad will go young man worship, and then we'll come again to you, we'll deal with you later, but right now you can't go where we going. And Abraham took the wood, took his strength, faith got to take strength. Took the wood of the burnt offering, that word burnt offering means to ascend upon high. And he laid it upon Isaac, his son. You see what he did? Now the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? That's that wood, right? Where did he lay that? On joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Right along. Oh, yeah. And he took the fire in his hand. Sound like he took the Holy Ghost within his power. And he took a knife. Mm-hmm. And they went, both of them, together. Mm-hmm. See, faith and joy got to go together to the mountain. And Isaac spake to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. In other words, see the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now this wasn't a little boy. Isaac was a grown man. He was young, but he was grown. He could have took old man out of Abraham, trying to stick him. He could have took the old man, but he was obedient. Because he, obedience doesn't sacrifice, right? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. That's awesome what faith did there. Faith told Job that the Lord will provide. See, that's what faith will do. Faith will speak to you in a positive way. I say, faith will. That's faith God. Faith spoke a prophecy. He said the Lord will provide the land and the Lord did. Another news, you know. I'm on some slow cook here. Yeah. Get on with it. He said, verse 7, 9, six, and they came to the place which God had told him of. They keep specifying the fact that they came to the place where God, not to the place where I want to go and do it. <laughs> you know, us to get us in trouble, won't we? <laughs> Us will. You know, God say, I want you to go here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm obeying, oh, I just love the Lord. I'm obeying the Lord. But the Lord says, stand here. But now you come down through here and you say, it look better here, mm-hmm. cause the woman over here that he got for your wife, she's elegant in the spirit. But you see, old Jesse over here. So you, I think this is where he want me to be. That is where he told you. He got this job for you over here, but somebody offer you a better one over here if you think it's better. But have you counted the cost in the driving, in the time that it takes, you know, the moving of your family? Have you considered all that's going to be involved in your transference of jobs? And God then told you that this way. So Abraham, he takes him and he goes to the place, verse 9. Genesis chapter 22, verse 9. They came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. See, Abraham loved to build an altar. See, I told you, everywhere you go in God, I said everywhere you go in God, you've got to set up an altar. An altar is a place of sacrifice. In other words, every place that God takes you, you've got to set up an altar of sacrifice. In other words, you've got to be willing to sacrifice something of yourself. So that you can be valid for that new place that God has you up. Remember last week? From one seed to another seed, from faith to faith, to glory to glory. Remember? Remember, church? Or oh, have you soon forgotten? Did, did you just think that it was just talk? I hope not. Because when we speak around here, God made it happen. You're going to you better <laughs> This ain't church as usual. I told you. Nah. When we speak around here at H-O-D, God, make, we got an open channel up in heaven on this thing. Don't you underestimate the power that you have, which came through the spiritual teaching, Amen. not through your church. See, see, you didn't know what God was doing to you <laughs> all I since you've been sitting up under of his word. See, you didn't know what he was doing to you. But he, he just seeped it in on you. And now you're beginning to, this is, God is hearing me. Yeah, he's hearing you. Open your mouth. Ain't that what I've been telling you? You have not, because you have So all of a sudden, God is making spiritual guidance. and folk is being going. To, they don't understand, because what they want us to do, what they want us to do is, I have people all the time, almost mad at me. Because they said, you're know, supposed to be showing how extravagant God is. You know what? Well, they want us to drive that old Cadillac all the time and showboat and wear them suits and all of that stuff. I don't have to do that to know who I am in God. I don't have to do that. I'm still meddling, driving that out there. And if you see me right up on a bicycle, I'm still me. about that mess. I'm building spiritual giants up in here. People that can open their mouth and get a word through from God. That's what I'm concerned about. As long as I see progress in that, that's all I need. Amen. And when I look out in the audience, I can see progress. This ain't for everybody. Amen. You said only few gonna find this. Few. That's what the words say. Ain't what I say. The words say. It's something that keeps bringing you back here. Because you can go somewhere else, but it's something that keeps bringing you back here. Something, but it ain't me. But it's something. And whatever it is, if working on the inside and bringing about a change in me, <coughs> I know that much. The Bible said that Abraham built an altar. And he laid wood what kind of way? Verse 9, middle way. Laying the wood what kind of way? In order. Do you understand order? The wood represents the strength. How did he lay the strength? In order. Every one of us in here has a certain strength. It's got to be laid in order. You understand? Understand order. Understand order. Because that's where our strength lies. When we place it in order. I'm just telling you what the word is That's all. There it is. Once I do this, I go to sleep at night. I do. I do. Abraham said word here said that he laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son. How many of y'all know that? Sometimes our faith when it messes up, it puts our Joy in a place of being bound up. Anybody ever been bound up? Amen. All of a sudden, you know. You did it to yourself, did you? Because you allowed yourself to go there. Right? You know, I told my wife, did not We Something happened, and I seen that old thing try to seep in on me. You know, that old bind spirit. You know, that old spirit that wants you. To, you know how something want to just, a mist of rain just start coming in on you, you know, and the next thing you know, it's just going to set in on you, right? And you can't get it off your mind for nothing in the world. So you got to stop it when it first starts. So the devil is a lying going there. I don't grew up from there. And you don't let that pressure come in like that. Because, see, once that thing come in, it's there for a while. And then it's got to seep up out of you. That's why, okay, best way to tell you that, church-wise, that's why it's so dangerous for, for us to allow anything and everything to go on in the church or come up in the church. Because once that thing gets in here saturated, Seth, see, it takes a while to clean the air, don't it? It just don't leave and then it leaves. No, it stays. The, 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 the vessel that it was usually, to leave, but it. It's got to be preached up out of here, cause it's still hanging around. And then after a while, though, we preach, and then the air just, and then that's when God, He opens up again to us. I told y'all. Didn't I tell y'all He'll close His hand on us? And didn't I tell y'all that when He cleaned the house, He'll open it back up? Didn't I speak it? Is He doing it? Amen. See, at some point in time, we've got to trust what God is saying through the vessel, so because we don't have enough time to keep experiencing all this stuff over and over and over. At some point in time, we've got to say, now this old fellow here. <laughs> I don't know about him, but I know this much. What we come across that bull pit be happening. So that's what you gotta look at. Don't look at me, look at the message. And see God will run that thing out of here in the flesh, but that residue will still it be somewhere. Over in a corner somewhere. You don't know where it's at because it's a spirit. But it's waiting to catch is vulnerable. And then the next thing you know, it's all over again and the beat goes down. But well, we can whoop that thing and we don't whoop it this time. So oh, that thing is Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand mm-hmm. and took the knife to slay his son. That word knife means something to eat with. Anybody need to eat joy in their life? Amen. He said he took the knife to slay his son. That means that he was about to partake of joy again. So he's about to do it. Let me show you something. that you've never been seen here before in this word, and the angel, <coughs> the message, <coughs> the message of the Lord, angel called unto him out of where heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham, hmm. the covenant of faith. And he said, Here I am. See, when God called, we need to answer. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad. In other words, don't you take your power and touch the joy that's in you. Did you hear know what I just said? Amen. Didn't I just say just here a minute ago that we place ourselves in bondage. Mm-hmm. We allow ourselves to be bound up through our own hands, through our own power. We go for the okie belt don't we? You say, don't put your hand on that man. Don't you mess with joy. Don't you touch joy. You leave him. I got something else for you. He said, neither do thou anything unto him. Nothing. Seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. <coughs> and Abraham, he lifted up his what? Psalm 121 verse 1 said, lift up thine eyes unto the hills which cometh my help. See, he stop looking down and started looking up. You see more. And look and behold, behind him a what? Ram. That word ram. That means the same thing as wood, only in a different way. It means strength. But what could happen? He says see, he sees this ram, and where is the ram caught by his own horns, by his own power? You see what he did? The whale represents the strength that you have within yourself that you yourself have placed in the thickets. Because he was caught by his own what? Horns. How many times have we hooked our own selves? <laughs> Shut up, Rodney. <laughs> How many times? And we be there just trying to get out. No, you ain't going to get up out of here because I'm going to use you for a sacrifice. So, joy is going to come back in your life. I'm fixing to use your strength for a sacrifice. Please you, buddy. Look at And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 12. Verse 9 and verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord. And he said (coughs) unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect and it meant perfect when it said death. In weakness. Mm-hmm. See, once you kill the strength, sacrifice the strength that you have within yourself, that you allowed yourself to be caught up in the things of the world toward, you know, putting your strength toward all those things. Well, see, that's got to be sacrificed. That part of us has to be sacrificed. Because... When we allow that to be sacrificed, then we become weak, and God say, I'm made strong in your weakness. See, as long as we think we strong, see, God can't do nothing for us. God can't do nothing for us. Go on to verse 10, and he said, and, and, and he said most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You said, oh, I run rather glory in my infirmities, my weakness, so that the power of Christ will rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. To take pleasure in your weaknesses, your sicknesses, your reproaches, your necessities, your persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, when you kill that rank, then is God Then will joy be released from bondage. Where you've been sacrificing joy, now you're sacrificing the rain, and joy is released again in you. And the joy of the Lord is what your strength. You see. So now you're beginning to feel strong again in the Lord. Because your joy is bad. The worst thing in the world is a Christian that don't have no joy. You can't get no sadder than that. For the simple reason that a Christian is supposed to have joy. Even when things ain't going right, he said, I take Don't Ain't that what he said? In the other words, it don't make no difference. Because, first of all, like I said before, you none of belongs be. to you. When Abraham was requested by God to give up his son and sacrifice him, Abraham didn't bicker with God. Because Abraham knows that all belongs to God. Whatever it is belongs to God, it doesn't belong to you. We're just selfish beings. We just think we own something. We don't want to be lonely. You know what I'm saying? We're selfish beings. You know? We don't want to be lonely. Genesis twenty-two, Genesis twenty-two, verse fourteen says, "And Abraham called the name of that place. The name of what place? The name of the place where he saw around and didn't have to kill his son, because it's an awful thing to have to kill joy. And he called it Jehovah Jireh because it means that the Lord will provide. That's right. And that's exactly what he said that the Lord will provide." That's what he said. Abraham said that. He said, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Guess who he was talking about? He really was talking about Jesus when he said, God will prepare himself a lamb. Jesus is the Lamb of God. That was a prophecy right there. He shot that thing on. Yeah. He shot that thing on all the way in eternity. Way up there. Because this was written in 1872 B.C. This was. He shot that thing, what, about 4,000 4, years? Fall. Well, I know the 2,000, right? 2,000 years? fall. So Jesus came. Verse 15 said, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in, now here it is, church, here it is, that in blessing, I'm going to do what? Good God Almighty. Do you not know when you get in line with God and you, and you make the sacrifice, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. When you get in line with giving, the Bible, that's the only thing in the Bible that it said God will give back to you. He said, you give and it shall be given. He didn't say if you take it. He says you give. You see, he says here that <clears throat> in blessing, don't you know that it's through your blessing others that you yourself will be blessed. That's what it's saying here. In blessing. Now, wait a minute. Don't get happy. So you go out and you go broke. Yeah. So just, just hold up a minute. Let me teach you something. From the skin. This country here. At one time, it was wet. And during the time that it ain't wet, you could sow some seed in it. Have you ever seen anything grow up in the country? Why do you think God said, break up your foul ground, but don't sow among the thorns? So you got to know where you're sowing.
1: <laughs>
0: See, too many been sowing in places that don't have no return. Let me tell you something. From well, now on, here me, church. Stop sowing in poverty-minded people. You're wasting your time. The Pope will always do what you Jesus said. I quit sowing into that. You know what you need to sow into? Find you somebody that has the spirit of excellence in them. That want to go somewhere in life. And sow into that. And watch that return. But if you sowing in something that don't want to go nowhere and call yourself doing a good deed, you just crazy. (laughs) I've been there, I know. Did you see all them cars over there today like they was in 2009? I quit that. Ain't going to be no more of that. You know why? Because I was soaring among the thorns. Them jokers didn't care nothing about your God. All the things they want is your blessings that you get from God. They could care less about your God. And you think I'm going to bring the devil up in my warehouse? Where my stuff at? With my partners? and mess it up. Half of them didn't even go to the church. You know you, right? You know you, are right? You know you, right? You know you, are right. You know you right. You know you right? No more sowing in poverty-minded people. People don't want to go nowhere. You assess, make an assessment of people before you start talking about, I'm going to help you. You better pray to God <laughs> so Lose your mind. You'll bring hell up on you and won't even know it. Like that channel. You know the one. You let pressure your i <laughs> I know a woman right now, God bless her soul. Good friend of ours. Godly woman. Crazy than a lunatic now. Married to a rich man. Crazy than a lunatic. All she used to talk about is the law and law and law. Now all she talks about now when we see is conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. I'm serious. Crazy than a lunatic. Somebody And put something on them. You better be careful, folks. There's some witches around. Got them messed up, Rob. Right? A uh-huh. uh, good woman. Yes, I must have hit something. I'm
1: told you.
0: I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. Bible says, and it said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. Even unto this day, the Lord will provide. That's right. He seen, he seen in the mountain of the Lord, even unto this day. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham. Verse 17, he said, Then that he said, And by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that is blessed. He "If you just give joy to me, when you bless, I bless you back, and in multiply. will I multiply thy seed." I'm talking about multiplication. God don't work in addition. He works in multiplication. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." He deals in multiplication. He said, "And I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore." God says He'll do that. And thy seed shall possess the gate of His enemy. Second Amen. Corinthians nine verse ten. About it. this multiplication, Second Corinthians nine verse ten. It says, "Now he that ministers seed to the sower, God ministers the seed to the sower which sows, and that seed is the word. He also both ministers bread and your food and multiply every you your seed that you sow?" And increase the fruit of your righteousness. He multiplies the seed that you're sowing. He deals in multiplication. He says in Genesis 22, verse 17, that I will multiply thy seed. I'll multiply. He didn't say I would add to it. He said I'll multiply. In other words, it's like rabbits. You know, you take a male rabbit and a girl rabbit and come back. Three weeks or six weeks later, and you got a whole lot of them things, man. I'm talking about multiplication. And that's what he said about to the works. You line up with this thing. Bless. I'm tell you the secret. You find you some people that's got something. You find you some people that's Lord. God blessing some people that God don't need your blessing. And Walk your brother. Because see, they know how to get, they know how to return and bring forth a harvest. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 I took a seed off into a rich man. Two days ago, just to see on him. Him. Man, the multi-meeting Him. Two days later, he called me back. And I ain't about to tell you what he did. But I know what I'm talking about. You sure someone needs to some folks that got something. See, some people don't want to show it to people got nothing because, see, they got this attitude, where they already got it. Well, if you want what they got, you might need to grow into to that anymore.
1: Amen.
0: Because if you rub into that poor folk mentality, you ain't going to get nothing but poor. Amen. Oh, y'all don't know what <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you You know what I mean? You know hooked up with drug addicts. <laughs> Rub shoulders with the I mean if you ain't up here get a, take a rich here. I just want to bless you.
1: Right.
0: Because you see the anointing is already on their life because the anointing will show itself. That's right. It's undeniable. That's
1: right.
0: You see, you, you don't have to do great things and show people see, folks that know who they are, they don't ask about how much something's gonna cost. If they want it, they get it. But they don't go around from nothing either because you know they know who they are. See, first we got to know who we are in God. You see? And then you can walk around and you won't worry about what's in your pocket, but you'll be concerned about the wealth that's in here. Because once you find out what's in here, let me tell you something. Rich folk will go into you. You better hear what I'm saying. I
1: know what I'm talking about.
0: They'll point to you because they're, oh God, this guy here's got something going on. I want to be beside him. They got all the money. But they want to be inside you. And you might not have the ten dollars. You might not even have that in your pocket. But you don't need it with what's inside you that they after. See? Because they done figure out that, hey, I'm willing to give what I got just to get some of what he got. into them deadbeats.
1: Amen? Amen? Stop it.
0: And don't feel bad about it. Start sowing into some rich folks. and folks that got something. Find you somebody going somewhere. Find you somebody that's already somewhere. And say, I'm going to just bless you. the Bible says here in verse 18 and in thy seed shall all not some but all the nations of the earth be blessed in what seed? to seed of faith see it's by faith see God got his people all over the world in every nation it's by faith people are being blessed. Yes, uh, Haiti just had a tremendous earthquake. And them people down there praying, also it's going to bring them closer to the real God. They're out there under trees still having church, just praising God. Just praising God. Just praising God, man. That's awesome. How God, through much suffering, we enter into the kingdom of God. It's amazing how God will bring a catastrophe in our life just to get him closer to us. Amen. Shake it. Shake it. He kept saying, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. It's going to make the world know it. And he finished it. It's over. It's more Americans. They say got killed in that earthquake than 9-11. And it was almost 3,000 that got killed in 9-11. Showing show So it's affected America. Big time. Money wise and every other kind of way. Because you got a bunch of Haitians over here. That live here. So don't think it's not an effect. The Bible goes on and says that in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, verse 18, because thou hast obeyed my voice, obedience to the better and sacrifice. And here's the last verse. So Abraham. Return. Uh oh. Faith is often returning, isn't it? Unto his young men. Remember when he left him? Yep. With the sword? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's what he did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, he gave it. There you go.
0: He gave it time to heal up. So he came back. To them two men, and they rose up, and they went together to Beersheba, which is that place where he first made that oath. Remember the way he made the oath, and he yeah. left off? He took it back. Now, remember did that before. If you go to chapter 12 again, you to read chapter 12 again. You'll know that he set up that altar in Bethel. Then he kept setting up altar. Then he stopped setting up altars. He went down there to Egypt and the family. And then when he came back, he went back to Bethel. Well, he left that there. Okay. He did the same thing here. He did the same thing here. Remember, I told you, check your resume. If things ain't going right, go back. Check your resume. Some people don't want to go back and check their resume. But well, you got to. You got to clean up where you messed up. You got to. See, God is good to us, people. Y'all can't tell me God ain't good to us now. Now, God is good though. us. And He's just beginning. I mean, I'm happy in it. Amen. Supposed to just to be able to speak things mean, that they come to pass. Yeah. Got a bill and already bamboo paid for it. Ain't nobody had to beg you for nothing. Mm-hmm. Now that's God Amen. Because if we had, if I had to beat y'all over the head to be able to get, everybody in here just about beat dead. Because we don't have it right there. Yeah. So we have to have God on our side. Right? right? So if we got God on our side, then we don't need nothing else. See, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand You ain't got to worry about it. That's what i see, see, you keep, you, look, the Bible says, Curse is a man that puts his trust in the arm of the flesh. That's money. Baby, don't you know that money has failed? Money is dead and gone. You'll get it one day. You'll get it one day. You still think mo- money is on life support. Sure it's <laughs> it gasping. Yeah. We can laugh now. <laughs> but it is. So, it can't do a whole lot for us. So, take what's that little piece Bless somebody fast. Mm-hmm. And then watch God go to work in that finances. Mm-hmm. You see, a little in God's hand is lot. See, that's where you, you ain't reached that yet. See, because when you got them $2 and you probably, you don't, you still hold on. $2 ain't going to be no good. You might as well take a chance on God. You might as well. What's you book? The woman didn't have the two mics, she put it all in there. She knows she couldn't do nothing. We didn't have really. DVD. She come. out and see them and all broke over. Jesus sitting there looking at her. And that's the one that I did. She didn't have the two marks. Two pennies. She put it all in there. Because she knew she couldn't be number two pennies no way. You can't be number two dollar. So give it two dollars to somebody who's rich. Give it to God. Oh, you still yeah. don't get it to cigarettes. Give
1: it to God.
0: <laughs> I just felt the urge. Amen, <sighs> So the Bible says so he returned and went. But he had to rise up first before he could go to that place where he made that oath. And Abraham dwelt. See that? He didn't leave that place no more. He dwelt. Where? At verse she, In verse 32, go back up to 2132 and see what it says. Thus they made a what? Covenant? Where? That's where you made that oath. He went back there when he made that oath, right? Remember the Bible says, don't make no vow, rash vows with your mouth? Uh-huh. And if you do vow, you better hold fast to it. Abraham did, Abraham got his butt done raised, right? And we have to. We have to, you know. So, after it's all over, what do we do? We go back to Bersheba. Well, you know how we told the Lord we were going to do right. Mm-hmm. After we get our head shrugged and our tail tore, we go right back over there to him. And now, now, we, now we're here and out no more. We dwell in there. I ain't wait. Amen. Oh, Amen. I mean, we dwell in there. I'm there, and, and, and that's right. And all of us have gone through that. And we found our way, thank God we found our way back to Beersheba and give where we dwell and those that are with us are more than those that are not against us because Elijah told his servant, Gehazi, lift up your eyes and look around in here and you'll see that there are more with you than there are against you. Don't you focus in on what's against you focus in on what's with you. Don't you focus in on what you don't have, focus in on what you have. You understand what I'm saying? See, the devil wants you to focus in on what you don't have. See, that's that son of amen that, that strangler. Every time you get ready to get close to your blessing, see, it starts to, well, you know I ain't got this, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. See, that's the son of that. They don't, you don't see them until you're getting ready to go somewhere right. and you go And then you come down. See, so why should you doubt when doubt already got you? You only doubt when you're trying to go somewhere and you're right there at it and you see the promised land and then you start seeing all of these giants. And every time you See one of them giants like they ain't got the money, ain't got the time, ain't got the knowledge. See, all of these are those giants. They ain't no strangler. That's the thing that strangles you to keep you from going where you're supposed to be. See, it's already there for you. You see it, but you see all of these things strangling, begin to strangle you. And cause you to look at Joseph as a grasshopper. I can't do it. Yes you can. You can do it. Yes you can do it too. And we will do it. And not only will we do it, but we are doing it. And guess what? The Bible says it's already done in the spirit because it's finished. See it ain't nothing else to be done. But that's My message down there, Kirkland, so I'm going to jump that far. Y'all give up Kirkland.